You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All of you Foxborough faithful, you are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021, and today we bring you a tale of two Kyles here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis, infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Happy Hump Day, Patriots Nation. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday episode of Locked On Patriots, My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which, of course, is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And, folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, comments, and feedback are always welcomed and very much appreciated. Share that feedback, send it to the Internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there doing some Wednesday wandering through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, you heard me introduce today's episode as a tale of two Kyles, and yesterday, to open the show, we started with some breaking news surrounding the Miami Dolphins' apparent decision to release former Patriots linebacker, and apparently what's going to be former Miami Dolphins linebacker, Kyle Van Noy. And Kyle was a very well-loved former Patriot. A lot of us in the fan base, myself included, were not happy to see him depart in 2020 and head down to South Beach. But after only one year into a four-year, $51 million contract, Kyle Van Noy once again may find himself a free agent, and the rumor mill is churning that he may end up coming back up here to Foxborough. It makes sense for both sides, but it might not necessarily be a great idea for either side. And today here on the pod, we'll talk about the potential fit of Kyle Van Noy into this Patriots organization, why it's a good move for the Pats, and why they may choose to stay away this time. But after all, today's episode is not just a tale of one Kyle, it's a tale of two Kyles. And just shortly after I recorded yesterday's Locked On Patriots, news broke that another high-profile NFLer, appropriately and ironically named Kyle as well, was going to find himself a free agent. Tight end Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings was being released by the team, and this was definitely a blow to Vikings fans everywhere. Rudolph had been a member of the team for 10 years, one of the more prolific tight ends in Vikings history, and much like Kyle Van Noy down in Miami, this was not a release that was predicated on performance. This was a cap casualty. The Vikings stand to save $5.1 million against the cap by releasing Rudolph, and as a result, Kyle is on the search for a new team. Well, it just so happens that our favorite team up here in Foxborough has a need at the tight end position. And Rudolph is a name that's been linked to the Patriots in the past. In fact, just a couple of years ago, the Pats tried to trade for Kyle Rudolph's services. Might they be able to snag him now that he's a free agent? Well, there are rumors out there that Kyle would be open to signing in New England. And I, for one, think this would be a pretty good move. But if we're going to talk tight ends, there is only one source that we could possibly go to that could lend the wisdom and counsel that we need today. If it's tight endage, it means the Countess of Claz herself. My good friend Claire, Clazy Claire Cooper, will join me here today on the hot seat. And, you guessed it, we'll be talking tight endage. Why Kyle Rudolph is the right fit for the Patriots possibly at the right price, and to be the right mentor for the young players that the Patriots have on the depth chart. But Claire's knowledge is not just limited to tight ends, folks. We're also going to talk about the other Kyle. 
hence the name A Tale of Two Kyles, we're going to be talking Kyle Van Noy. Even though most of the fan base is clamoring for Kyle Van Noy to return, there are some reasons to believe that this may not be the hand-in-glove fit that everyone thinks. Claire and I have some thoughts on that subject, and we'll share those with you today. So an action-packed episode talking potential offensive bolstering with Kyle Rudolph at the tight end position and the return of a familiar face on defense when it comes to Kyle Van Noy. It's a tale of two Kyles Wednesday when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, Locked On listeners, football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. And as you can gather from my description of today's show, that NFL equivalent of the hot stove, yeah, getting red hot and hotter by the day. If testing your prognostication skills is something that might interest you, then there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. But BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, even reality TV. They give you real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Simply put, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and what makes it even better, folks, is it's free to sign up. Head over to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. Visit betonline.ag today, sign up, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Locked on listeners, we're covering everything you need to know about the New England Patriots, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. Hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, it has all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fans, if you are a fan of Locked On Patriots, then it's probably a pretty safe assessment that you're also a fan of my guest today. I know I am. Her wit and wisdom are a staple here on the pod, and hers is a voice and an accent that I know you all know well. And if you don't already, folks, you soon will. A true rising star in Patriots media, and I don't say that lightly. From West Midlands in the U.K., the U.K. correspondent of Patriots 4th and 2, the third voice on one Patriots placed the newest special contributor to Pat's Propaganda, and, of course, a special contributor and columnist and a colleague of mine at Full Press Patriots, where she also hosts her brand-new own Patriots podcast, A Claire Perspective. It's my honor, my privilege, to welcome the Countess of Class herself. Claire, Classy Claire Cooper, comes to Lockdown Patriots today. Thank you, Claire, so much for joining me for today from across the pond, and welcome back to Lockdown Patriots. Hey Mike, you're very welcome. I mean, it's it's going to be a bit of tight ended, so you know it's slightly my specialty. <laughs> <laughs> slightly, I would say you're becoming a full fledged specialist. Um, Claire, you know, Claire, you know, I always love sharing the microphone with you, no matter what the topic, even if it's not involving football. It's always a blast it's when true. we have conversations. <laughs> you know that. But when the topic of the day is the tight end position, you like you just said. Well, that means we have to have you on. In fact, I'm working on my colleagues at Locked On to make it a contractual obligation that when tight ends are a frequent topic of conversation, you have to be somehow involved. And um, 
Claire, I know there was some exciting news for you on Wednesday morning, so try to control yourself. Deep <laughs> breaths, breathe in, breathe oh. out. That's it. That's right. Yep. Just calm it right down. Um, folks, I'm sure you all know what we're talking about, and I'm referring to the fact that on Tuesday, the Minnesota Vikings informed tight end Kyle Rudolph that he was going to be released by the team after 10 years in Minnesota. Um Definitely not a production release. This is purely a case of a cap casualty. Uh, The Vikings are going to gain approximately $5.1 million in cap space as a result of this release. Claire, the Patriots need tight end help. We know that. We've talked about that several times. The Patriots have also shown major interest in Kyle Rudolph in the past. They actually tried to trade for him as recently as just a couple of years ago. Uh, I was in covering those rumors, and I remember how serious they were coming out of the Patriots camp. They also have approximately north of $63 million available in cap space. And Doug Kyatt of Nesson, who you and I both know, reported on Wednesday that Rudolph might have interest in signing in New England. Well, folks, as you can tell, I like this idea, but Claire loves this idea. (laughs) Countess, please, enlighten us as to why Kyle Rudolph would be a good fit in New England. Okay. Well, I'll just take it down a notch and I'll keep it calm. I mean, if some butts and candy and nuts, would I take, um, you know, Hunter Henry over, over Rudolph? Then, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we've all been a little bit giddy wanting Hunter Henry, but it would seem that he's wanting a really top price. Although he's great, I mean, is he really worth it? Would the Patriots really get their value out of him? Like you said, there's this interest with Carl Rudolph, and there was previously. So let's sort of like deep dive into that, really. He's 31, as you said. 10 seasons in the NFL. According to uh, PFF.com, 2020 saw him having 35 targets, 28 receptions, 334 receiving yards, and only one receiving touchdown, just under 12 yards per reception. But the thing is, the Vikings aren't much of a throwing the ball much anymore. I mean, and if they're running the ball, his blocking must be up to scratch. Again, according to PFF on Twitter, um, he's actually had 200 catches and only two drops since 2017. I mean, there's some tasty statistics there, if I can say it. I'm so excited, people. Just can't <laughs> you help did myself. well. It's okay. Just can't help myself. <laughs> Folks, that was tasty statistics, and I like it. Yes, I like that. You. That's good. You know I like yes. my alliteration. That had a deliberative <laughs> quality to it, Claire. I like it. That's the new drop, the tasty statistics. I mean, he's 6'6", 265 pounds. I mean, there's not some bad measurements there either. I mean, come on. No, there is an injury worry. 2014 and 2017, he suffered with an ankle sprain. And I know that the end of the 2020 season, he was out on IR with a foot injury. So there is, you know, there's there's those concerns there. He could be a cost-effective veteran, perhaps a good role model for Asiasi and Keane. And as much as I'm loath to admit it, because I do, in fact, adore Ryan Izzo. I know, shock and awe here, people. (laughs) I adore Ryan Izzo. Rudolph is an upgrade. Okay. Not as much as some people think. Um, When Izzo went out on IR, the general O-line blocking did decrease. Izzo was a decent member of the team. But I digress. I don't need any more Izzo hate mail. So, anyway. Rudolph isn't for the future by he's got plenty of miles on him but i'm sure he's a few more he has a few more left and i mean a, a year in new england would definitely 
definitely be fun if only for me to be honest with you i mean it's you know slightly uh, personal there he's a bridge guy there's no doubt but with things like with people like henry and smith and maybe even everett being possibly more preferable rudolph may be way more cost effective in getting these young guys that we've already drafted great and then possibly retiring, leaving plenty of cap space on the table for all the other holes that the Patriots have at the moment. I think that's excellent, and I agree with you. And I'm so glad that there were a few points that you made that I really want to expound upon, because I Mm -hmm. think you've hit on a number of great points as to why Kyle Rudolph would be such a good fit here. First of all, cost-effectiveness. Folks, I understand Mm. the Patriots have north of $63 million in cap space. Everybody's saying, oh, well, they need to spend it. You know, go out there and put it to good use. Take it out for a spin. You haven't had this much space in a while. Well, the Patriots also have to be frugal, and they also have to be smart in the way they spend it. You can't just throw money at a target because you have the money to throw getting into a bidding war just to get someone's services. If you feel that someone can do the job as effective or maybe even more effective than a more expensive option, you're going to take that option every time. And I do think Kyle Rudolph has that ability. No one has been a bigger proponent of bringing Hunter Henry here to New England than myself. I absolutely (laughs) would love to see Hunter Henry here. I covered the guy when I was covering the Chargers. There have been some that have been beating that drum quite often. Uh, Mm -hmm. Our good friend Evan Lazar of CLNS Media has mentioned him several times. Uh, He's also done a nice chronicle lately on Jonu Smith. Uh, You mentioned uh, uh, Everett as a possibility. Mark Schofield and I talked a little bit about him over the weekend, but Kyle Rudolph is one of those guys that does still have a lot left in the tank at 31. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that his 2020 season did have a statistical drop-off, and it was because of Minnesota's ability and Minnesota's desire to run the football more. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph can still do it at a high level, folks. You mentioned, you know, the the season that he had last year, but he is a two-time Pro Bowl selection. Uh, His best season came in 2016, caught 83 passes, 840 yards, seven touchdowns there. Then you go back to 2019, just one year removed from last year. 64 passes caught, 634 yards, four touchdowns. And, you know, I mean, you look at what he's able to do. I'm sorry, those were his 2018 stats. In 2019, 39 passes for 367, six touchdowns. So he's still capable of putting up numbers at a high level. Um, Mm -hmm. The one thing that I love about Rudolph and the one thing that I don't think he gets enough credit for, and you touched upon this, was he's a very effective inline blocker. 6'6", 265, he's a big guy. You're not going to have difficulty moving him around. So he can get in line and he can block for the run. He can block for the pass protection. Um, And I think he adds a lot. I really do think he adds a lot. You mentioned that he's an upgrade over what the Patriots have on their roster right now. Uh, And I know, I know you love you some Ryan Izzo, and believe me, I don't have as much Izzo paid as a lot of my colleagues do throughout the Patriots beat. I know there's a lot of vitriol thrown at his way, but I really think Ryan did the best he could last year, and I think he did an effective job blocking. He's not going to be a prolific receiver, but he can get open and make catches when he needs to. It would help if the quarterback threw to him, to be fair. Sorry to interrupt. It would help yeah, no, if we had a quarterback be. that would throw the ball. Just, you know, there's that little tidbit just to add in there. 
I'm glad that you added that in because that is a tidbit that really may affect the Patriots' ability to be able to bring in a top-flight tight end like a Hunter Henry. He's gone on Mm. record by saying that he's going to be seeking a big-time contract, and you can make the argument as to whether or not he'd be worth it. Uh, Depending on the price, I'd be willing to go maybe north of what the market value is for an average tight end. I don't necessarily know if I'd go to the top of the market for Hunter, uh, but I would be willing to maybe go a little bit above uh, the, uh, the equator on trying to get him in here. But at the same time, Hunter Henry's going to want to play with a prolific top-flight quarterback. Folks, we don't know if the Patriots are going to have a prolific top-flight quarterback on roster this year. Uh, The only ones that are available are right now Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott. I don't see any of these three being an option for the Pats. So that's a big reason why I think a guy like Rudolph, who might be willing to come here regardless, would be such an attractive option. And he brings a veteran presence with him. You mentioned bringing him onto the roster. How much of an impact do you see him having on guys like Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene? Um, From what you've seen in Rudolph and from what we've talked about, do you think that he'll be a positive influence on them and maybe the ideal fit considering that Kyle Rudolph could come in and really provide not only tutorials on how to be a good receiving tight end, but also on how to block? Oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, the key thing there is bringing in a blocking tight end because although obviously, yes, Izzo, um, I still think that he did quite well, but we haven't got that number one versatile tight end and that we need that. We miss that. We had that in Gronk. Obviously, I'm not saying Kyle Rudolph is Gronk, don't get me wrong, but we, we miss that key element of the Patriots setup. We really do. And I think bringing somebody in who is such a veteran, he has got 10 seasons, like you said, he's still got some mileage on him, he's a big guy, and I I just think that is what we need, and because he's got all that experience, it's just perfect that he can, like, throw that through to the guys that we picked up in the draft, and maybe actually help the team develop them in a way that we've missed out last year in the 2020 season, not really having that, I mean, the only really experienced tight end player that they had in 2020 was Izzo and with all due respect he's still a young guy and you know he's still on his rookie contract and stuff and he also didn't play himself because of injury so I know Matt Lacoste was on on the roster but with him being opting out obviously he's not in the team so we had these new guys that we said you know why aren't they doing anything and you just think maybe they just didn't have that key backbone of someone with plenty of experience with plenty of versatility at the tight end position to just really inject it into the team so in all fairness I'm getting really quite excited about the prospect of him he is only like like we've said like we've touched on he's a he is a short-term option just because of his age and his injury he, you know he's already been in the league for 10 seasons you don't imagine that he's going to go that much further. He might, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to shoot the guy down before he's even started, but, you know, you don't see that it's going to be a long term. So it is sort of one of those stop gaps that ultimately a lot of the fans sort of probably don't want because we're sort of trying to do this, rebuild the team for the future. Bringing in a guy that we know isn't going to be with us for very long, you sort of, oh, is it really worth it? But I think it is, as I said, it it injects that experience, that knowledge, that confidence in the position. He knows that he's a good tight end. You know, they know he's a good tight end. And to have somebody like that to bring it in, I just really think it can just maybe pull it together. And it might really just make 
the, the uh, such a massive difference for Asiasi and Keane on on the field, and we might actually see them at their full potential just because they've got this experience and confidence to refer back to. Without question, absolutely, and. A veteran presence at the tight end position is something that the Patriots did not have this year at a high level. Like you said, mm-hmm. Asi Asi, Keen, both rookies, uh, both look like they really needed some developmental help out there. Izzo himself is still finding his footing as a pro. He's oh, still learning yeah, the game as well. So mm-hmm. to put that on him and say, well, Izzo could have been their mentor. I've seen that thrown around social media. I think that's kind of ridiculous. That's I think the harsh. kid had all to do. I think the kid had all to do to learn the position and be the type of tight end the Patriots were counting on him to be Lacoste opting out did hurt them a little bit he's got a little Mm -hmm. bit more experience but ultimately bringing in someone like Kyle Rudolph really I think would be a huge addition to the 90-man roster Uh, Lacoste uh, by all indications should be back this year uh, because of the opt-outs it looks like he'll be opting back in whether he's with the Patriots or not that's another story but his contract does toll the Patriots would have to release him probably Mm -hmm. not much of a cap savings there you have to wonder what they'll do but I'd be all for Kyle Rudolph coming here to uh, uh, to New England. Um, he's available to sign before free agency officially begins on March 17th. So keep a sharp eye out there, folks. Oh, I am. This one could get, <laughs> this one could, well, we know Claire is keeping a sharp eye. We're, we're keep, she's keeping both sharp eyes out there. <laughs> Believe me. And, uh, you know, I got a funny feeling I'll be among the first to know when Claire, uh, you know, has some sort of radar with tight ends. She'll be ready to go on that one. Uh, but in all actuality, folks, definitely keep a sharp eye out because uh, this signing may get wrapped up and it may get wrapped up pretty quickly and who knows maybe it will be here in uh, in new england claire no question about it you have an expertise in tight endage uh, as you <laughs> like to say today you continue to prove why and i truly do mean that i know i have a lot of fun at your expense but i have the utmost uh, sincere respect for your ability to break down the tight end position and all of football uh you do that each and every time you take either to the pen or to the microphone you have the knowledge and i'm so happy that you joined me here today But I titled today's episode, affectionately, Claire, A Tale of Two Kyles. And (laughs) in just a moment, Claire, classy Claire Cooper herself and I will talk about another Kyle that suddenly finds himself available on the open market. Old friend Kyle Van Noy, now formerly or expected to be formerly of the Miami Dolphins, is out of a job in Miami. And a Foxborough reunion might make sense for both sides. But is it really a good option? For either side, Claire and I will tackle this topic when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, you've often heard the phrase, often imitated, but never duplicated. And the only ones who could provide the best, healthy, low-calorie, and delicious treats to satisfy all of your snacking needs are the ones who provided the best in the first place. Built Bar. Folks, I am a fan of every product Built Bar puts out because no one can do it like they do it. 100% real chocolate, soft, easy to chew, and Built Bar is not only low calorie and low sugar, but it's also high protein and high fiber. Great for all of you following the keto lifestyle. Built Bar has no crazy additives, half the calories of its most popular competitors, and get this, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. All the mouth-watering flavors you know and love like peanut butter brownie, banana bread, salted caramel chocolate, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp, and I'm just naming a few. So prepare your taste buds for wow and make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the new promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off your next order. 
Don't delay. Do it today. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's new promo code LOCKEDON20 at BuiltBar.com. Locked On listeners, Wednesdays on Locked On NFL take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft. Get everything you need related to the 2021 NFL draft every Wednesday on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fans, classy Claire Cooper herself, my good friend Claire, the Countess of Class herself, joins me here today on the pod. And Claire, we talked some tight endage earlier. I really like that term, by the way. I'm so glad that you put that into the lexicon of Patriots Nation. Uh, it really is. It's great. It, it really, I can't get enough of saying it, and I know, I know you love it, too. Um, we've talked about the possibility of adding Kyle Rudolph to the tight end depth chart. And with some very effective breathing exercises, Claire was able to calmly make her case for Kyle Rudolph to come to uh, New England. And I think you made a good argument. And, um, and I say that sincerely. I think you really did make a very good argument. I would love to see him come here. Um, I don't know. We might have missed an opportunity. Today's episode is uh, it's titled The Tale of Two Kyles. Uh, you know, maybe we should have mixed in a third. If the Pats wanted to aggressively pursue Florida's Kyle Pitts via the draft, it could have been a tale of three Kyles. Um, <laughs> We'd have been here you know all night, folks. <laughs> that could be. That's a conversation for another day at this point, I think. And you know what? We'll, uh, we'll save some draft tight end talk for the next time you join me here on the pod. So let's stick with the two Kyles for a cent, uh, for today. And... Um, if I'm being honest, Kyle Rudolph's release was surprising, but it wasn't shocking. Uh, Minnesota needed cap space. Rudolph had been mentioned in trade talks before. So, again, it was surprising, but it didn't shock me that they were going to part ways with uh, their prolific tight end of 10 years. But the other release that hit the airwaves on th- on Tuesday did shock me. And mm-hmm. that was Miami's release of Kyle Van Noy. I'll be honest, I did not see this coming. Uh, one year into a four-year, $51 million contract with the Miami Dolphins. Again, folks, it was a cap casualty. Kyle had a pretty good statistical season down in Miami. But now that he's out of a job, the rumor mill is really churning on a potential reunion between Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots. I tweeted about it yesterday. Just about everyone connected with the Patriots had something to say about this. And the consensus is that a reunion does make sense for both sides. But, you know, Claire, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a great idea. And I know that you have some thoughts on this. So, first of all, how surprised were you by Kyle Van Noy's release? And do you think it's in Bill Belichick's best interest to bring Kyle back to the Foxborough fold in 2021. Well, Mike, I'm going to have to like play the bad guy here. I think we're going to have to kind of be, you know, bad cop, good cop on this song because I, I, like I don't it. really, I don't really think it. I mean, I was really surprised. Uh, like a lot of people, he played one less game in Miami in 2020 than he played in New England in 2019, but his stats were generally better. Now I'm, I'm not quoting specifics. I'm just quoting a general overall. Uh, so it is puzzling why the, why the Finns were so ready to let him go. But like you said, cap casualty, hip injury, might that be more of an issue than than we realised and they're saying that kind of thing. But obviously, ultimately, five-year deal, as you, uh, sorry, four-year deal, as you said, probably more of a cap casualty than anything else. I mean, at 29, he's, he's not old, obviously, but from a linebacker perspective, uh, you could argue that he is, especially if he's suffering 
with the hip injury now if it's any if there's any persistency I know he was seen on social media to say that you know he played through it and, and that kind of thing I'm not denying he's good he was a captain and a leader as he also liked to stay on social media and he but he didn't leave New England under the best cloud okay so Bill probably doesn't really give a fudge about that but I mean it can leave a nasty taste in some of the fans mouths particularly um ultimately the Patriots have got some stock of young linebackers. We've got Winovich, Uche, Jennings, Therese Hall, you know, to name the really younger ones. And as much as having a steady hand, an experienced hand as, such as Van Noy to help guide them, do they really need that now? Do we really need to think about spending the money to, to, to bring him back? The Patriots have got a lot of holes to fill, a lot of positions to reorganise. And although... I mean, I'm one of them completely. As as fans, we adored the boogeyman, really. Is re-signing someone like Van Noy actually more of a step backwards? There are some that will argue that it is more of a step backwards. Um, To play devil's advocate, I'm going to argue, for example, that it may not be a a step backwards. And I'm going to give you three reasons why I think bringing back Kyle Van Noy should make some sense to the New England Patriots and why I think that they'll be in on him, which is what I tweeted yesterday. I know a lot Mm -hmm. of people may have misinterpreted my tweet to say that I'm all for bringing him back. That's not necessarily what I said, folks, but (laughs) I think the Patriots will be in on him. And here are the three reasons why. First of all, I think Kyle can still play the game. There's no question about it. Uh, He might be, you know, a little more battle tested now, but he appeared in 14 games for the Finns last year, six sacks, two forced fumbles and two recoveries. Um, Something that I think speaks very well of him is that he was named as a team captain in Miami before he Mm -hmm. even took a snap. This is without the benefit of a full offseason to get used to and acclimated to his new team. I think that showed a lot of faith, and I think that showed um, a lot of um, ability to be able to lead on the field and not just lead with the example that he sets in making plays. It's also being able to be a mentor to the younger players on the team. So adding someone like him in New England, could be a huge benefit for someone like a Kyle, excuse me, for someone like a uh, Josh Uche, someone like an Amber mm-hmm. Jennings, even yeah. guys like Chase Winovich, uh, Therese Hall, you mentioned as well. These are young linebackers that are still finding their way in the NFL. Having Kyle Van Noy there to mentor these guys, I know Winovich did have the opportunity to play alongside him in 2019, but in 2020, those three especially could really benefit from a guy like Kyle Van Noy. The second is that even though you've mentioned that treasure trove linebackers that the Patriots have, young talent, they still need help on the front seven. This was a unit that really struggled last year. Uh, They did have difficulty setting the edge. They had difficulty stuffing the middle, stopping the run, and being able to stack the box. Someone like a Kyle Van Noy changes the complexity of the way the Patriots are able to do that. That 3-4 scheme that they have, and even switching, if you want, to a 4-3, Van Noy is versatile enough to be able to be effective in in, in both of those. So he could offer a tremendous help in that area with be having the versatility to help the Patriots linebacker group, not just on the ball, but off the ball as well, knowing where guys need to be. That's an area where they struggled. The last is that the Patriots do have the wherewithal to be able to withstand a contract to bring Kyle Van Noy back in. North Mm -hmm. of $63 million in cap space, all of a sudden you're not cap strapped any longer. You can go a little bit of the extra mile to maybe show him a little extra love that you wouldn't be able to if he hit the open market under normal circumstances. You don't have to sign him to a vet's minimum. Kyle's going to have options out there. Mm -hmm. So 
for those reasons, I do think that Kyle Van Noy would make sense for the New England Patriots. And that's why I think the Patriots will take a look at it. And I wouldn't be completely opposed to bringing him back. I think it might be actually a good idea. I don't think it's a great idea. So ultimately, <laughs> I'm going to side with you. I know a lot of people are looking at that and going, you just sang the guy's praises. You went into all of that, and now you're going to backpedal. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to backpedal. I'm siding with the countess here because she made an excellent couple of points. One is that the Patriots do have wherewithal to be able to stuff the linebacker position or fill it not using someone like Kyle Van Noy. They have the ability to make, uh, you know, a, to, to make acquisitions in the draft. Steve Balistrieri, our good friend, joined me here yesterday on the pod, and we talked about Dylan Moses at the linebacker position. This is mm-hmm. a kid that plays with a lot of energy, a high motor, very much like a young Kyle Van Noy. Um, Jordan Reed of the Draft Network described this kid as a heat-seeking missile, and if you can <laughs> hone that in and have someone like Dante Hightower, who is coming back this year, folks, and for everyone that thinks Hightower's got nothing left in the tank, I'm telling you, watch him on the field this year, watch him in practice. Dante is very um, self-aware, one of the more self-aware ball players I've ever seen. If he did not feel he had anything to contribute on the football field this year, he wouldn't be coming back. Dante's been very smart. He's made his money. He knows how to invest. He wouldn't be coming back unless he felt he could make a difference. So take that for what you will for anyone that thinks that Dante Hightower is over the hill and doesn't have anything left. He's going to be better this year, and he's going to make that team better. But one point that I didn't hear you mention, or if you did, forgive me if I'm wrong, but he's going to have other suitors. Kyle Van Noy is not going to be exclusively the property of the Patriots. The Pats are not the only team that's going to have interest in him. There are going to be other teams that do have interest in him, and I'm going to name them in just a moment, and we'll go into that. But before we continue that discussion, when you look at the possibility of bringing in someone on the defensive side of the ball, Claire, and I know, I know you're a tight endage expert, but <laughs> you've become a very good uh, football expert over the course of the last few months, and uh, and I respect your uh, your opinion very much on this. Um, do you see the Patriots coveting a veteran more if they don't use Kyle Van Noy, or do you see them coveting someone more in the draft? Should they get younger, or should they go for those? middle-of-the-road type veterans that Bill Belichick loves so much? See, this one's tricky because, like you said, the the middle-of-the-road ones are what Coach Bill likes so much. So immediately that's going to be sort of probably more what he he looks at doing. I think, ideally, youth. This team is in sort of rebuild mode, as people sort of say, that kind of thing. There's all different, like, you know, terminologies and stuff. But I think putting youth into the team, putting energy into the team. We need to start getting back to, we're building the next dynasty. And the only way we're going to build the next dynasty is is with the guys that are going to last the dynasty. And I do think that putting some youth in there, putting, particularly if there's a guy, like you said, I mean, you know, I've, I've made it known. I've never shied away from the fact that I don't know much about the draft. I don't have a lot of access. So I don't know a lot about the up and coming stars. I just know bits and pieces that I see. But if you've got a guy like that, who, as you said, is a young Carl Van Noy, I mean, how can you sort of shy away from wanting that? than you know, the one that's already been in the league for a while. And yes, he is, he he's a traditional um, patriot. You know, he's been in the system. He, he excelled in the system when he came over from, I think it was Detroit, wasn't he? He excelled yes. in the system. So 
you know, that's why there's so much to argue for your side of the perspective initially. But I just think getting a younger guy in, like if there's someone sort of that that's similar, that's got this explosiveness, you know, I'm really into that 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 you know that's what I'd be looking that's what I'd be hoping for not really saying that that's what they're going to do I don't know but yeah if I was personally picking I think I'd be grabbing somebody you know definitely stooping someone up out of the draft like that yeah absolutely and again Steve Balistrieri and I yesterday talked about Dylan Moses out of Alabama and Mm -hmm. his ability to be able to get after the quarterback his versatility and being able to play in both a 4-3 and even a 3-4 type he's the type of guy that can stuff the run but he's very good at being able to get to the passer and could be a weapon in blitz situations so I like that argument Um, Mm -hmm. and I do think that it fits right into what the Patriots philosophy is and I know a lot of the fan base wants the marquee name out there they hear Kyle Van Noy. They remember how good he was for the Patriots in 2019. They remember the good times. They recognize the name and they want to gravitate toward the name. But the Patriots are more than just one or two players away from Super Bowl contention, folks. I say this all the time. It pains me to say it because I want them back (laughs) in the big game. But the Patriots are still rebuilding. And if you're going to reload or rebuild, you're better off trying to get younger at these positions, especially on defense, mold these guys into what you need them to be. The mentorship of people like Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower coming back this year is going to give you that mentoring presence that you didn't have in 2020. So even if you think those players are not going to give you a whole lot on the field, they're going to give you a whole lot on the practice field and in the locker room. And that to me is where a younger player might be a better investment than Kyle Van Noy. And I did touch upon this just a few moments ago, folks. Teams are going to want to sign Kyle Van Noy that are not the New England Patriots. Teams that are in contention or maybe making that move toward contention. Uh, The Baltimore Ravens is one of them that I'm surprised a lot of people aren't talking about. They're losing Matthew Judon in free agency. They could use a veteran, versatile linebacker and playing already on a very good defense with a team that's going to be an instant contender this year. That can't be ruled out if they want to show interest. Kyle Van Noy may have great interest in going to uh, Baltimore. Another team that may not be in immediate contention, they may find themselves in that Patriots mode, but there's New England ties there, is the New York Giants. And Mm. don't forget, Joe Judge is a former special teams coach, worked with Kyle an awful lot, had a lot of great things to say about Kyle Van Noy when he was here. I think he called him once, quote, a ball of energy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That could be a fit as well. So, Ultimately, Claire, I think you've made a convincing argument. You've convinced me. (laughs) Um, I was like-minded with you anyway. I hope you don't mind me playing devil's advocate for a little bit. But I think you made a pretty good uh, argument. And at the end of the day, folks, I would definitely not be opposed to bringing Kyle Van Noy back in. I enjoy covering him during his time up here in New England. Um, I think he brings a lot to the table. And if he is to come back, uh, I'd welcome him uh, without any question. But if you're asking me if I believe that the Patriots should absolutely do all they can to sign Kyle Van Noy, uh, my response to that would be no. I think there's a certain limit that you would have to cap it on. And at the end of the day, we may end up reaching that limit because I think he's going to have a lot of other suitors out there that aren't named just the New England Patriots. Yeah. Claire, 
Claire, what can I say? Uh, you bring a level of class to Locked On Patriots. You are indeed the Countess of Class, and you do bring that to the table. But the knowledge that you, you bring and uh, the uh, just the personality and everything that you bring to the table it makes you one of our favorite guests here. You're a part of the Locked On family now. You know that. Folks, please, by all means, Claire is doing some amazing work as of late for a number of different platforms. Um, I am honored to be able to share the microphone here with her on Locked On Patriots. Patriots, but uh, she's also a colleague of mine at Full Press Coverage Patriots, and you've got a lot more new avenues uh, to uh, take us down than you did the last time you joined us here on the pod. Please enlighten our listeners where they can find your great work and what you have coming up with in the coming days and, and weeks here uh, in Patriots Media, my friend. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. It's always so much fun to come on here with you. It's so much fun. And you often, often let me talk tight ends. So it's like, give me a bit of free reign and I love it. Absolutely love it. So thank you so much. Well, yeah, as, as you mentioned, a couple of new opportunities have, have blessed me and opened up for me. You know, I just more avenues to talk tight ended, really. I mean, you know, come on, what can be better? <laughs> But it's recently been announced that I'm going to be a writer for patspropaganda.com, started by Mike Dussault. Um, as you mentioned, I write my column, A Claire Perspective, for FPC Patriots on fullpresscoverage.com. You'll find me most weeks hanging out with Thomas Murphy and Steve Balistreri, friends of the Lockdown Podcast on One Patriot's Place. And then, of course, another new a new thing for me is there's a Claire Perspective, the podcast edition. Uh, the first episode dropped around the podcast networks last week. So, you know, if you fancy seeking me out, you'll find me around a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and folks, let me tell you, every single one of those from the great work that I know Claire is going to do for Pat's Propaganda, uh, a great blog that uh, really did the Patriots so much, ju so much justice throughout the years oh, under yeah. Mike's great uh, leadership. Uh, now mm -hmm. Tom has taken it over and and, uh, you know, they continue to do phenomenal work. Of course, I'm partial to the work that Claire does at FPC Patriots <laughs> simply because I get to I get to look at it. I get to edit it and I get to cultivate it. But uh, believe me, uh, Claire is one of those few writers uh, that uh, I get to put the Ren pen away and uh, I get to really uh, enjoy what she does and read it from a fan perspective, not just an editor's perspective. And uh, from a podcasting perspective, uh, she's done a great job with a Claire perspective. Uh, and I highly recommend that folks subscribe, download wherever you get your podcasts. You definitely won't regret it. Uh, you'll enjoy it each and every time you listen. Countess, once again, thank you so much. Uh, the next time we're going to talk tight endage, uh, maybe a little bit of draft tight endage, uh, we'll definitely drop you a line. We'll have you back here on Locked On <laughs> Patriots. You're always welcome. You're part of the family now. And uh, I, for one, cannot thank you enough for joining me today. Stay safe and well, and we look forward to talking ball with you again very soon. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Just like that, Patriots Nation, we are more than halfway through your work week, but fear not, because there's still plenty more Patriots coverage to come. So, to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, download and subscribe to the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Radio.com, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. 
Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank Claire Clazy Claire Cooper for her time, her insight, and her appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, continue to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.